Next on BYU Sports Nation, the new running back, y'all. Who is Tyson Williams, and how will he impact BYU football? He joins us live. Will he be the main running back this season, or is a committee a better option? Plus, we switch places on the desk in between the lines. Fear the alternate reality. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Get your top buttons ready. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official operator of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, May 7th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with four-star cross-country transfer Jerem Jordan. Yeah, I thought about transferring to Bingham so I could actually win something. Uh, but I stayed at Copper Hills and then subsequently quit the cross-country team because I thought, I don't want to just run to run. I, that's not for me. I know it's for some people. So, yeah, I, I bounced around sports seeking what fit, and nothing did. You didn't fall to the swayings of Bingham High School's cross-country coach trying to recruit you? Uh, had he recruited me? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing in high school sports. It's, no, uh, it's yeah. pretty crazy. But then I would have had to go to Bingham, and I don't want to do that. No, then you wouldn't have a connection with Ronnie Jones Perry, the greatest to ever come out of Copper yeah. Hills High School. I'd merely have a connection with a bunch of other athletes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that have come to BYU. Okay. Hey, well, listen. Not everybody can not practice and finish top sixty at state, right? Fifty fifth. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, top fifty five. I didn't go to practice. Let's make it sound as good as possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't like running to run. I I'll run in basketball, but I won't run to just run. I, I mean, don't blame. I, you. I respect the people that can. Uh, it, to me, that's it's tougher mentally. I'm like, I need uh, a different goal other than the running itself. It's a very unique group who can do that and uh, face the mental challenge of having to run like extended ma- lengths and want to do that. Marathoners, like, hats off, man. Jared that's Ward, tough. we salute you. Jeez. Here's today's show lineup. Does BYU need a guy in the backfield? That coming up in six minutes. He could be the guy. Tyson Williams, transfer from South Carolina, joining BYU football. He will also join us in 15 minutes. Plus, D1Baseball.com's Aaron Fit on the Batcats and their at-large resume for the NCAA tournament, that in 40 minutes. With that said, we present today's BYUSN headlines. Kalani Satake makes it official. University of South Carolina running back Tyson Williams will join the Cougars as a graduate transfer for the upcoming season. Williams, one of those top recruits, Coming out of high school, didn't pan out with the Gamecocks. He rushed for over 300 yards last year for South Carolina. Autumn Moffitt won her second West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week award. She posted a .60 ERA through 11 and two-thirds innings pitched last week. And yesterday, the softball team lost 2-0 to Colorado State. As seen on BYU TV, the ladies back at it tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital against Utah State. BYU baseball loses yesterday to San Diego State, 10-5, continuing a trend where when they get ranked, They lose that next game on Monday. Kind of weird. Come on. Their next game is Thursday as they open up a series against San Francisco at Miller Park. And men's track and field climbs up to number three in the latest USTFCCCA rankings. Highest ranking since 08. Awesome. The women's team number 12. BYU hosts the last chance meet, which is not a singles gathering, this Thursday and Friday. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Tyson Williams headed to BYU from South Carolina as part of that transfer portal. He will join a now loaded, or so it seems, running back room at BYU, coached by A.J. Stewart. 
Jeremy, the question now is what role will Tyson Williams play within that running back group for BYU this season? I think he's got a chance to be the main guy. We'll see. Uh, six foot, 219, played a year at North Carolina in 2015, uh, transferred to South Carolina. He's from South Carolina. Uh, 2017 and 18, and now he finds himself at BYU with one year to play one season. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. Number 11 running back in the country out of high school from ESPN. So certainly hasn't lived up to those expectations per se, but guess what? He's got his senior year uh, to do something, right? Perhaps he has NFL ambitions. Perhaps uh, this can be the second Williams BYU puts into the NFL. I don't know. He's a guy that uh, averaged 4.7 a pop. Uh, four touchdowns, nine catches for 152 yards last year. Uh, had a game in which he caught three balls for 105 yards. Uh, had a 50-yard catch. Had multiple 20-plus-yard runs. This is a guy that's been in the ACC and the SEC. I really like this addition to the BYU backfield because this was a place where we thought it's Lopini Katoa in terms of proven guys and nobody else. Tyler Algier, young guy that I like. Now you add Emmanuel Isupa from Rice. Uh, Tyson Williams, both grad transfers, guys that are experienced, could come in right away and hopefully make an impact. And that's what they're here to do. Not, they're not here to sit and watch. They're here to get the ball and run the rock. Tyson Williams has NFL ambitions. And our buddies at KSL put out some of his highlights from last year. And he has explosions. We're, we're, we're looking at some on, of those right now. Yeah, well. sure. Tyson Williams is an explosive back. The question is, can he find that groove with a new team. There's always this acclimation period. How long will it take him to plug and play and be himself or feel himself behind the BYU offensive line? Well, he's, he's somewhat used to this. He's played at now three different schools, right? He's so been with South Carolina the I, last three years. I went to six elementary schools. Like, I, I would plug and play when I got there. Let's go, man. Different than playing football at the Division One level. The point is, bounced around, you got to integrate quick, right? If you want friends, yeah. If yeah. he can, if he yeah. can integrate quickly, then I expect Tyson Williams to be probably the leading rusher for BYU. It would be in BYU's best interest if this guy, who was highly recruited out of high school and played in the SEC, could be the guy. He seems like a workhorse. He seems like the prototypical Jeff Grimes running back, who he wants in that position with his SEC backdrop. Yeah, uh, hurt his hand last year, so only played in eight games. So hopefully that hand's okay. We'll talk to him uh, coming up in the next segment. And see how he's doing. But, yeah, this is a nice pickup. It really is. Uh, Anytime you can get a guy that uh, highly recruited out of high school and has played in not only the ACC and the SEC, but uh, has bounced around. So he's certainly looking for the right spot. And uh, hopefully he's found it in BYU. We'll begin to find out about his skill set in this many days. Countdown to the youths. 114. 114 days now. It'll be the game in which he first plays. So bring it. He's got to go. Spencer, is it better for BYU to have a main guy running back, the feature back, if you will, or play running back by committee? I don't really care as long as BYU is successful. Like, I, I go back to 1996 when BYU had two guys, yep. Ronnie Jenkins and Brian McKenzie. Neither rushed for 1,000 yards, although one ran for over 900, and the other had a BYU freshman record at the time of over 700 yards. So combined between the two, they were close to 1,700 yards. I want total contribution of something around 1,500 yards. If it's three backs, if it's two backs, then BYU's finding success as a running back committee. I don't care if there's one guy or if there's four guys, or there are four guys, I should say, as long as the yard 
combination total is up there. So if Tyson Williams comes in and runs for 500 yards and Lopini Katoa has 500 yards, Tyler Algier runs for 300 yards and there's somebody else in there, great. Get BYU to 1,500 yards rushing with a stable of guys because I felt like that department was seriously lacking last year, which is why BYU was so heavy on a guy like Tyson Williams in the grad transfer portal. Yeah, the reason that year BYU didn't have a main guy is because both were newcomers, right? So uh, McKenzie was a JC transfer junior and Ronnie Jenkins was a freshman. And so it took some time to be like, oh, wait, both these guys are good. Um, in this case for BYU, they have one proven guy coming back. Uh, Lopini Katoa was the second half of the season main guy due to injury for Squally Canada. Um, I'm with you. As long as there's production, it's great. In 96, BYU ran for 2,500 yards. That's a great number. Um, it doesn't really matter. But I think it's better if you have a feature back because then you know who you're going to. And, and in a certain moment, it's like, okay. It, it'd be nice, too. If you go by committee, to there is a uh, degree of, um, I guess, deception to, okay, who's going to do what? It would be nice, though, if you have the one guy that can do it all, that helps, then you're unpredictable, and, and then the defense doesn't really know what's coming. So with these three guys, Lopini Katoa, Tyson Williams, and Emmanuel Isupa, not to mention Tyler Algier perhaps in the mix, and there are others vying for opportunity, but it feels like it's these three and Tyler Algier, so perhaps those four. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure it matters. And, but I think after the first four, we're going to know who the main guy is because those four games are really tough, really good competition, and I think we're going to know, okay, this guy is someone we can trust or not. In November, those uh, you can rack up stats, but it might not really matter. So Lopini Coteau had a great game against New Mexico State. Apparently he hurt his meniscus in that game and then didn't play against Utah, didn't play in the bowl game. Hopefully Lopini Coteau is the guy that can go out in those first four games and make an impact. And those three weeks in, in August where they are together and getting ready for the Utah game, all of these guys – Really, really important because even if one guy has one good game, it's a 13-game season, and we just it, it doesn't mean that they're going to be good for 13 games. BYU started Matt Hadley against the University of Utah in the regular season finale, and he had a great game, best game of his career. Everyone had a good three quarters. Okay, yeah. Matt Hadley played great and then broke his leg, for crying out loud. So the depth is there. I, I don't know that BYU has the luxury of – focusing in on one guy. Squally Canada emerged as that guy, but as we learned from him, he wasn't even healthy going into week one against Arizona. He ran, he ran on bad ankles against Arizona and then did what he did against Wisconsin, not fully healthy. Like, stay healthy. Then maybe you can have a guy, but I don't know. Right now it seems like it's going to be an eclectic group and a combination effort. Right, and we don't know how good each of these guys is. Like, they, they left their current situation for a reason, and hopefully it's a better situation for them. But we don't know how effective they'll be. We hope they're effective. We really do. And, and last year was unique in that nobody got 100 carries, which you have to go way back Everybody to find Everybody was someone. injured. Yeah, it was weird, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Prior to last season, 1990 was the last season BYU didn't have a guy get at least 100 carries. And it was Peter Tui Pelotu in, in uh, 1990. The Heisman Trophy winning. That's because year. BYU well, threw the ball BYU like seven thousand times. Yeah, BYU had the the best player in the country, so <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> yeah, weird weird situation last year with all of those injuries. That said, the running backs group part of Bill Connolly's thought process of SB Nation as he now gives BYU's win total projection for the season. His BYU preview out. He sets the bar at six and a half wins for the Cougars. 
despite favoring BYU in just five of their 12 regular season games. Jeremy, is Bill Connolly's projection of six and a half wins fair? Sure. Yeah. Um, here's why. So I think, I think that BYU is in the six to eight win area, right? If things go poorly, six wins. If things go well in the regular season, I see BYU as high as eight. Okay. So he has, he has a win probability between 40 and 60%. For BYU um, in in six games, okay, in a single-digit margin in seven of them. Those are the swing games. Utah, USC, Toledo, South Florida, Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State. He has BYU favored in two of the six single-digit margin games. BYU's got to win close games. And I've said it before. The last time BYU won uh, more than they lost in single-digit games, was 2011 when they won 10 games. How about that? They were 4-1. and one. The next year they go 1-4, and four, right? And you take a dip. So these swing games, I think, are, are the big ones. It's, I don't worry as much about the Washington at home game. I worry more about the pickums, if you will. And he's got 34% for Utah, 44% for USC, 10% higher opportunity there, which makes sense, I guess. 60% at Toledo, 55% at USF, 40 and 40 for Boise State and Utah State. So those are games that could go uh, either way. you got to win and be on the high side of those. He has BYU favored in two of the six home games, right? I don't know. I'd have to look. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's crazy. But Yeah, Liberty and Idaho State. <laughs> there you go. I think six and a half is perfect. I think that he hit the mark. He hit the nail right on the head. It, it is six and a half. I think BYU is going to win seven games. And if they slip up somewhere, then they only win six. But I think they'll take a step in the right direction and win seven games in the regular season. I, I, I could not have put it more perfectly than where Bill Connolly has that expectation for BYU football, given the difficulty of the schedule. Yeah, they'll win some swing games, and they'll lose some swing games. Uh, BYU is, embarks on what Blaine Fowler was talking about yesterday, a great season if they can win the majority of those swing games and they finish with eight or nine wins, but I can't even go, I can't go there mentally based on what I see in front of me in those 12 games. I, I can go to seven and five in the regular season. It's hard for me to see much more than that for BYU. Yeah, I, I'm not sure BYU is the depth to do it right now. Like Those first eight are really hard, and we've seen you get an injury here or an injury there, and you could be up 20 at Utah, and it's you're not going to have the depth that you need. Also... I don't. Yeah, I, I think generally speaking, there, perhaps there are some spots where BYU has depth, but I trust most of BYU starters. And then the backups—they've—it's—it's it's tough. It's tough generally to have a the backups not as good as the starter for a reason, right? Otherwise, he'd be starting. So you—you uh, you pursue depth and you hope that you have it, especially when you schedule up like this. BYU, because of the quarterback position, most fans feel confident that oh, they can win eight or nine games. Zach Wilson is the man. I want to see what Zach can do against the first four. And yeah. then we'll be able to figure out for the back eight what we think is going to happen. Yes, Zach ended on a perfect note, right? Literally. Um, <laughs> literally. But it doesn't mean that he wasn't uh, you know, fallible in the other games. Like, New Mexico State, he was 12 of 26 like for 172. We forget that, hey, he struggled against a bad team. I know it was cold and blah, 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 but it's not like it was perfect. I, we see the talent level, though, and we get excited because that – Okay, what could he be, right? The question now is, for all of you, who will be the leading rusher lining up behind Zach Wilson this season for BYU? Time to hear from you. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation 
on BYU Sports Nation. Denatio Moore answers on Facebook. If Lopini Katoa can stay healthy and becomes more durable, he will be the leading rusher. And I'm not talking 500 yards rushing. I think he breaks 1,000 yards. Mm. I can see a scenario where a scenario where Lopini has 1,000 plus total yards because he is a good pass catcher. So if he has 500 plus yards rushing or 600 and then 400 yards receiving, okay. I, I don't know that this scenario with Emmanuel Supa. Tyson Williams, Lopini Katoa, Tyler Algier back there, that this is a season where BYU has a 1,000-yard rusher. Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be pretty incredible. Yeah, 1,000 yards. I, I don't see it for a while. I think it's been Jamal Williams in 2016, and that's it. For yeah, 1,000 total yards, I can, I can see that from a guy like Katoa. Sure. Coming up, the new kid on the block, running back Tyson Williams joins us. Why did he ultimately pick BYU when he had some other high-profile options out there? We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After back-to-back 2-0 losses, the BYU softball team looks to defend home field tonight against Utah State, 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital. Final non-conference game for BYU to end the regular season before a series at Santa Clara. The magic numbers that won for BYU to clinch that 11th consecutive conference championship and accompanying 15th straight NCAA regional appearance. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, he is officially into BYU, the new running back, y'all, Tyson Williams. Tyson, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. How are you? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. Doing good. How are you? Great. Thank you. And I think a lot of BYU fans want to know, with uh, so many high-profile options out there for you, why did you settle on BYU? Uh, Just a great fit. And then, you know, it came down to just trusting the coaches, um, you know, as far as, you know, what they were looking for and, you know, what I was looking for, you know, in a program. And uh, just when I came out there on the visit, I mean, we, we loved it. Me and my family loved it. Did you have a winter coat when you visited? Because I believe it was uh, in the winter when you came, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I did all right. I mean, I probably need to grab, grab a bigger coat. Though, for next time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You mentioned uh, what, it fit what you were looking for and what the coaches were looking for. What were some of those things? Um, I think just for me, it was just um, going to a place where um, you know, I feel like I could have a, a, a bigger role. Um, and just be able to contribute more to uh, to the team. Um, and them, I think just like, you know, an older guy, because um, I believe the room is kind of young, so just an older guy to just come in and lead and just try to help show the way and just, um, you know, try to help the younger guys, you know, with them moving forward. Tyson Williams with us on BYU Sports Nation. Follow him at TYYDA72 on Twitter. Tyson, what was the most impressive part about your trip to BYU where you left and just thought, wow, that was fantastic? Uh, honestly, man, I think it was, was kind of like a little bit of everything. Uh, we kind of enjoyed, you know, the, the uh, feeling of the city, uh, Provo in itself. Um, you know, all the places that we went, you know, uh, whether it was out to, out to eat, um, the facilities, uh, it was really just everything across the board. You know, we just kind of all in all. Who hosted you? What players were hanging out with you? Uh, Micah Simon. Oh boy! And then, um, oh boy! Yeah, Mike and Simon, and then we also um, and I kind of met you know, all the players and like as far as being in the meetings and uh, being able to come out of practice. 
Well, you hung out with Mike and you still wanted to come to BYU? Yeah. <laughs> we kid. We love that guy. We love Micah. He's, he's the best. Yeah. Hey, you know the last Williams that played here went to the NFL, right? Jamal Williams with the Packers. That's a good yes, omen, sir. I think. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, it is. I, uh, I, I was able to talk to him um, a couple times throughout the process, so most definitely. What did he tell you about BYU? Um, I mean, he just told me about you know how passionate the fan base was. You know that I mean, you'll be able to come here and um, you know be able to do you know what you set out to do and be able to accomplish your dreams and um, just said he enjoyed it. You know, so um, just hearing that from him just gave me a lot more comfort. Describe your style of uh, the way you play running back. Um, I would say just be able to do it all. Um, you know, whether it's run between the tackles, catch the ball, uh, pass blocking. Um, I, mean, I try to try to model my game somewhat similar to like Le'Veon Bell or something like that. Okay, that was my next question: is who who would you like to uh, run like? And it's it's Le'Veon Bell. That's, but, that's, and, that's but you're not going to sit out the next year, though, right? Like Le'Veon? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're here to play. Yeah, yeah. Tyson Williams with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, when you look at BYU's schedule, they open up with a home game against Utah, then a trip to uh, S- SEC country, Tennessee. I'm sure uh, you'll have some family members there. And then you come back for USC and Washington. What do you think about the first four games that uh, you will play for BYU? Uh, I think they're, I think they're um, big-time games. Uh, I mean, starting off with a rival game and then, like I say, going down to play Tennessee. Um, like, those those stretch of games are, are really big, really crucial for us, you know, to start get off a, t- uh, a good foot. Um, but more than, more than that, man, I think I think we'll be ready and we'll, we'll, we'll sit out there to uh, go out there and win. What role did this schedule and the ability to play on ESPN and, and four games in the Eastern time zone um, play in your recruitment, perhaps? Um, I think I think they were they were definitely um, a help. Um, like I said, just being able to play those big time teams to be able to show you know what you what you what you're capable of doing, you know, against good competition. So. It definitely was a help. It was a positive. Tyson Williams with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you try and work your way into a situation and become acclimated with a running backs group, what's the most important part about being the new guy and making everybody feel comfortable that, hey, I'm here and I'm going to work and I'm all about the team? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I just like you said, I mean, I think it's just coming in, you know, just working, um, not really doing like a whole lot of, you know, talking and, and, and trying to, you know, be able to tell people what you're doing. It's just about showing, you know, so it's about working and, um, you know, being able to, you know, communicate with the other guys and help them out along the way. Um, that's kind of what I'm all about. There are a couple of guys that have uh, been in the SEC very recently, and Jeff Grimes, obviously, at LSU, and uh, uh, Eric Mateos was at Arkansas. Uh, I guess what yeah. role does that play in, like, okay, these guys these guys have been in the SEC. They kind of understand where I'm coming from a little bit. Yeah, like I said, um, you know, dealing with, you know, offensive coordinator and the offensive line, so those are the two critical uh, components, you know, especially for a you know, running back. So um, just knowing that, you know, they dealt, you know, with the SEC and kind of know what it's like coming from there um, just makes the transition a lot smoother. When did BYU first pop onto your personal radar? Uh, it was some sometime relatively uh, kind of quick. You know, um, after I announced my decision, maybe like a week or two, you know, after I announced it, um, I got in touch with Coach Stewart, and, um, and we're here now. 
And what has the fan reception been like since you've announced that you are officially with BYU? Say it again. What has the fan reception been like on social media? Oh. How, how has the oh, welcome yeah, yeah. been? It's, yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been great. It's been great. Um, like I said, it kind of reminds me of South Carolina, just passionate fans. You know, that's just something I love to see. Um, kind of where a fan base is just kind of all in and, you know, support supports the team. So definitely, I definitely love saying that. Which hand did you hurt last year, and uh, how's that hand doing? It was my left hand, and it's doing good. I mean, it's back, it's back to 100%. I mean, it's not much for a hand to get back to 100%, but um, it's doing fine. Well, uh, which hand was it, and what happened to injure it? Uh, it was the left hand, and then I um trying to stiff arm somebody, and then the um, the metal carpsle. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but the metal carpsle bone, like the outside bone, uh, cracked. And then, so I had to um, be in a cast for like three or four weeks. And then um, I was able to get it off and return back to play. BYU graduate transfer running back Tyson Williams on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, let, let's, let's move here. What's the timetable like on your calendar for when you plan on arriving in Provo and getting everything situated? And when do you feel like you'll be fully integrated into the BYU program? Uh, the timeline right now, we, we, we kind of talked about it yesterday. Um, it'll probably be sometime soon, probably like in the next week or so. And um, just getting acclimated to everything, I probably think maybe like a, a month into um, everything, just being able to, you know, be able to get adjusted to the elevation, get adjusted to the playbook, um, and just like day-to-day life being out there. Um, so I think probably like a month. It probably won't take too much too much time. Well, I don't know if you're going to be living with Micah Simon, but if so, good luck, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, you, do you know your uh, potential roommates, maybe teammates yeah, on the team yet? Yeah, yeah, it's probably, it's probably going to be Micah. <laughs> okay, so it was a great visit. Micah's yep. a good dude. We're giving him a hard time, but we love Micah. He's great. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the inspiration or motivation for your name? So it's T-Y apostrophe capital S, right? O-N? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So it's... um. Tyson Tyson Beckford, I believe. My mom, she like she liked him like as a model, and so kind of got the inspiration from him. But she wanted to be like pronounced different, so I mean she threw threw the apostrophe in there and then capitalized the S. Yeah. Well, hey. Well, listen. What Mama wants, she gets. That's uh, amen. Yeah, I've, I've, I've learned that for sure. Amen. Um, what did your parents think about BYU? Like after they left with you, what did they say to you about the trip? Um, they loved it, and then. I said my mom, she enjoyed it. Um, she loved the coaching staff, and she loved the people. And then also my uh, my dad was able to talk to um, Coach Stewart and Coach Grimes. So, I mean, across the board, you know, um, you know, everybody just uh, felt comfortable with them, trusted them, and um, it was nothing but positive. Yeah, typically uh, sending your baby son across the country is a little bit nerve-wracking, but uh, I imagine the coaches help with that transition. Are, how, how are they feeling emotionally now this is getting closer? Uh, I mean, you know, just got, anytime you're making an adjustment, especially like going, going this far away from home, I mean, it's definitely uh, something I have to get used to, but um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not for, for very long, you know, so like I said, I, I'll probably be out there for, for the season, semester, and um, that'll, probably, that'll probably be it. Tyson, welcome to BYU and welcome to BYU Sports Nation, man. We appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Thank you.
You got a Tyson Williams on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I'm excited to have him. This is a really nice pickup. After last season, we went into this season thinking, okay, who's going to be the number three? Because it looks like Lupini Cato and Tyler Algier are the top two. And then what? Heard about some grad transfers and uh, great that Emmanuel Supa and Tyson Williams both uh, got into school, which sometimes can be challenging at BYU for the grad program. So good to have those two guys, man. Yeah, I'm interested to see the running back battle in fall camp. Like that now has become probably the most interesting aspect moving into fall camp in the offseason for I think so. For, for me. Because like, hey, well, what happens there? They're brand new and expected to play right away. We typically don't have that, but with grad transfers and I guess transfers that JC or grad transfer, we sure. expect immediate contribution. Like those guys, Emmanuel Supa and Tyson Williams, should and will make Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algio better. They will, they will bring out uh, that competitive spirit. Yes, and we've seen with these tougher schedules, you need all the guys. You, you don't have just yes. one. You need all the guys, right? Coming up, Aaron Fit of D1Baseball.com tells us why he has BYU as an at-large team right now. Love that news. Not sure how I feel about our next segment with Between the Lines as we step into an alternate reality. What if... Jerem and Spencer switched seats and personalities. Oh, you went third person now. You're about to find out next. Are we in the multiverse? What's going on here? On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, it's way too early projections for next season, but it's not too early because the next season is the next thing, so it's just right, in my opinion. Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Too well, early, too late, or just right? You know it's way too early to project 2021. <laughs> That's way too early. Yet when you look at the schedule, you can't help but think, I wonder. We have no idea who the personnel will even be. Yeah. You, you think, yeah, you think one thing will ha- like the phrase goes, uh, man makes plans and God laughs, right? Like BYU schedules games, and, or we make record predictions, and yeah, it doesn't happen. Yes. So, just, and so much of projecting is about in the moment because it's like. Well, you that's ask, all you know. You ask us after BYU's 4-9 and nine season. Hey, how's BYU going to fare against the 2020 schedule? And you think, oh, man, are they going to win three games? Like, it, everything yeah. changes. You, you work with year. what you know at the time. Sure. It, it's just, it's, uh, how are you going to work on what yeah. you don't know yet? You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, part two. Kalani Satake announcing officially University of South Carolina running back Tyson Williams will join the Cougars as a graduate transfer for the upcoming season. We just spoke with him to hear that entire conversation and why he picked BYU over the likes of Florida State, among others. Download the podcast, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Williams rushed for over 300 yards last year in an injury-riddled season. He only played eight games. Autumn Offen won her second West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week award. She posted a .6 ERA through 11 and two-thirds innings pitch last week. Yesterday, the softball team lost 2-0 to Colorado State, as seen on BYU TV. Tonight, the ladies back at it, Utah State, 8 Eastern on BYU TV Digital. BYU Baseball loses on a Monday to San Diego State, 10-5. They dropped the 31-13 on the season. BYU back to work in West Coast Conference plays. They open a three-game series with a good San Francisco team at Miller Park. The final home series. And men's track and field climb up to number three in the latest USTFCCCCCCCCA rankings. Highest since 08. Women's team number 12. BYU hosts the BYU last chance meet Thursday and Friday. Jerome, after five and a half years on this show, BYU Sports Nation is well aware that both of us have some very, very passionate ideas and opinions. No. But in the spirit of fairness, we wanted to see what it would like 
what it would be like if we switched seats and began to see things from the other side of the fence. This was not easy. And we go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. All right, Spencer, topic number one. The BYU football schedule, too hard or too easy? Jerem, the schedule is clearly too hard. If BYU wants to win 10 games a season and get back to what established them as a national powerhouse, it was playing in a smaller conference, dominating that conference, winning a big game or two here or there against Power 5 teams, and being nationally ranked. That's how BYU got it done. Why are we scheduling seven Power 5s in the future? That's crazy talk, man. You sound great and you look great. Spencer, the BYU football schedule is just right. It's perfect. If BYU wants to play in a Power 5 conference, they've got to load up. In fact, I say play more. At some point, BYU hopes to be invited to a a conference, and I think they will. I'm hoping for the Big 12. You know Jason and I want this. You know Jason and I want this. Then play more. Topic number two, Ziggy Ansah. He's a free agent. Go Hawks! 12th man, Ziggy to Seattle. Make it happen. 12th man, bro. I personally want him to go to the Bengals because I've loved the Bengals since I can't. I don't even know how long I've loved the Bengals, but since, I've loved them. Since they were the Bungles. Ziggy Ansah needs to sign with my Cincinnati Bengals, a.k.a. the Bungles. Seahawks. You know Why? I've been because I'm a Seahawks fan, and I've been a diehard Seahawks fan for, for as long as I can remember. Two or three years. Yes. Topic three, Mitch Matthews. Off-debated, off-discussed on this program. Elite or not? Not huh? elite. Why not? Don't, don't you dare use that term in vain. I will come over there and I will make sure you never say elite again. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall being that threatening. <laughs> Why is he not elite? Not elite. The dude didn't play an actual game in the National Football League. And I love Mitch. I think, I think Mitch is great. And he's oh, yeah. killing it in his profession now. But in terms of football, not elite. Here's the thing. Among BYU receivers and even nationally. He had almost 1,000 yards. I know he didn't get that mark. Think about what he did against Utah State and Logan. Hail Marys. Some elite moments. <laughs> he had, what, 19 catches in a game or something? My boy, Mitch Matthews, is elite. He's kind of like Jimmer, where he was a really, really, really good, I dare say, elite, and I do. Whoa. But Something about I, this top button. I host the show, so I get the last first and last word over Something here, right? about this top button. Wouldn't you love to have Mitch Matthews on the team now? Yes, but that doesn't mean he was elite. You're too relaxed. You're they, too relaxed. They, Do uh, the button up, and you'll see things clearly. Yes. I think it's cutting off your circulation. <laughs> I'm going to go to KSL now. <laughs> I got a volleyball match or a rugby match to call. I, Kevin Harlan needs me to sit behind him at a jazz yeah, game. Does anyone even care about those things? Come on, man. It's all good. Go Hawks. It's all good, man. Mitch Mathis is elite. We all know it. Uh, that was painful to watch. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> it was one thing to do it. It's another thing to watch it back. I'm watching and that like, and I'm like, oh, 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 man. I need a shower. <laughs> we should have warned you there was explicit content. I need a shower after that. There's a shower down the hallway. Make sure to follow Between the Lines on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL. Tweet at him using hashtag BYUBTL. And speaking of what'd Between you, yeah, the Lines. What did you think of that segment? Tweet at him. Oh, boy. <laughs> we learn more about the red-hot BYU baseball team atop the West Coast Conference next week. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel gross. <laughs> Our question of the day. Let's, let's 
Get away from Let's that do something nonsense. else. Yeah. Get away from that nonsense. Let's go to break. Who will be the leading rusher for BYU this season and why? At NateDunn02 answers on Twitter. I'd be surprised if it wasn't Tyson Williams. I think he will come into the season and have a great year in preparation for the NFL draft. Yeah, it's certainly an opportunity for him to elevate himself and prove himself. He's made it clear those are his aspirations. And he says he tries to pattern what he does on the field after, oh, you know, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, who's pretty good. Um, Is he elite? I want to see if he takes the delayed step into his run, too. Mm. Because Le'Veon Bell has this really unique running style. Like, he waits a full... 0.75 0.75 seconds or whatever to to get into his burst. And then burst. he hits that. He Man, he hits yeah, it so he, fast. And he didn't run through any holes last year. He didn't play. Coming up, a Cougar in the NCAA championships, a weekly award, and a team up to number three. But first, Aaron Fit from D1Baseball.com. Are the Cougars a lock as an at-large bid if they don't win the West Coast Conference Tournament? This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, Saturday, May 18th, we'll be live from the BYU Fan Fest in Nashville, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. baby. 1 to 3 Eastern time. We'll hear from Kalani Sataki, Mark Pope, many others. Join us in person or on BYU TV or BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Who will be the leading rusher for BYU football this season? This on the heels of Tyson Williams being officially admitted to BYU and the BYU football program out of South Carolina, a graduate transfer at 86 WI Coog on Twitter answers. I think it is going to be one of the grad transfers, and I am leaning to Tyson Williams. Power and speed just needs to stay healthy. Had a hurt left hand last season, only played eight games. He continues, plus look at the name. It's nearly a combo of Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. <laughs> I like that. Join the conversation If his name was Tyson Williams, it would have been perfect. Hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our second guest of the day, Aaron Fitt, a writer and contributor for D1Baseball.com. Aaron, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hi, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. Good. We especially like the fact that as of Sunday, you had BYU Baseball as a slam dunk for an at-large bid. The Batcats lost to San Diego State last night but remain atop the West Coast Conference. Is it still the case that BYU baseball is a slam dunk for an at-large bid? Yeah, I think right now they are. You know, as, as long as they don't fall on their face these last couple of weeks, I think they're in really good shape. Um, you know, they're, they're sitting there at 31 and 13 overall. I think going to Loyola Marymount this past weekend and, and winning that road series kind of put them in charge uh, in the West Coast Conference race, which is, uh, I think, a huge factor in their favor. Um, and the RPI is where it needs to be. So I, I think all the metrics are, 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 li- are lining up pretty well for them. Is there a, a certain threshold in the RPI that you think uh, an at-large team needs to be above? It kind of varies from conference to conference. Uh, teams in the West tend to get a little more leeway uh, than teams in the Southeast because it's harder to build a really good RPI in, in the West. But, um, you know, for a team in the West Coast Conference, Typically, I think you need to be probably inside the top 40, you know, maybe top 50. You could, you could get a bid. But uh, where they are right now at, at 32, I think uh, they're sitting pretty. You know, they can keep that RPI in the top 40 uh, and win the regular season title. I, I really like their chances. If BYU doesn't win the West Coast Conference Tournament, do you feel like this is a, a one-bid league, two-plus bid league? Well, I think BYU is the only team in the league that has a legitimate at-large chance right now. Everybody else... 
Uh, I think the next best RPI is Pepperdine at 60, and they're down in the standings. And, you know, Gonzaga's had a nice year, but they, they've kind of dropped down to 74 now in the RPI. It's just not going to get it done. So uh, I think if BYU doesn't win the auto bid, I think they'll get in as an at-large, and it'll be a two-bid league. But otherwise, if BYU wins the, the, the conference tournament, it's probably a one-bid league. Aaron Fitt of D1Baseball.com with us on BYU Sports Nation. The RPI is an interesting, uh, albeit what feels like largely outdated metric, yet it is the metric or so it seems when you are comparing and contrasting these resumes from different programs. Is there anything else out there to help gauge as the committee puts together the field in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I would like to see baseball move away from the RPI, and, and there hasn't really been any discussion of that. I haven't heard any, any kind of research about coming up with a new formula like, like basketball has done. Uh, and so right now I think it's just kind of what we're stuck with. But there are other things you can look at that go into it. It's not just RPI. You know, there's records against the different tiers, which is tied into the RPI, but uh, the committee wants to know how you, you fare against those really good teams, the top 25, the top 50. That's one thing that's kind of working against BYU. They're only 0-2 against those top 50 teams. But, um, you know, I think right now it's, it's kind of a, a hodgepodge of factors. How you do in your conference really matters. Uh, momentum down the stretch matters, and that's something that's in BYU's favor because they've won, I think, four straight series right now. So, um, you know, the RPI gets a lot, of, a lot of attention, but it's not the only factor. It's just it's an important factor. You could become the KenPalm.com, Aaron. You could be the baseball Ken Palm. <laughs> Make uh, well, the new uh, metric, you know, right? Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm uh, statistically inclined enough to pull that <laughs> off, but I'll find somebody who is. <laughs> what sticks out about what BYU is doing this season? Because last year, 22 wins total. Uh, you know, 31 wins this year. BYU's taking a step forward, trying to get that at-large, which has evaded them. They had to make the tourney via the auto bid uh, in 2017, but it sounds like they're on their way. Uh, what, what kind of differences do you see this season? I just think they're improved in every facet. I mean, if you look at the numbers, their ERA is way down, their scoring is way up, their fielding percentage is a lot better. Um, they've just played better in every way, and, and part of that is – you know, getting a year older and getting some important guys back from missions. And, uh, you know, Jackson Clough in, in particular has been really good at shortstop for them. And, um, you know, they still have Brock Hale anchoring that lineup. And, you know, Keaton Kringlin and Mitch McIntyre, they've got a lot of athletic um, kind of toolsy guys in that lineup. And, and, and you know, I think the, the rotation has been pretty solid. And um, you've got strike throwers. You've got, uh, you've got some power arms uh, coming out of the bullpen there. Drew Zimmerman's had a great year. And um, I just think it's a really good balanced club. And, and they're physical and they're confident. And there's a lot to like about this team. How much leeway does BYU have in their final remaining series on the West Coast Conference? You say they don't, just don't fall on your face. Well, what would equate to that? Well, realistically, they still don't have a ton of leeway because uh, typically the West Coast Conference is a one-bid league. And so, you know, if, if, if you don't win the regular season, I think it's a strike against you. Um, now, if, if they still have an RPI in the, in the 30s, they, they could be okay anyway. But, um, you know, they've got a home series coming against San Francisco and then at Santa Clara. That Santa Clara series is a little bit of a concern because they're only 11-34. to 34. You know, they're 278 in the RPI. That's probably going to drag BYU down a little bit. Um, so I really think they need to win these last two series, actually, and, and, um, in order to, to remain in pretty confident shape heading into uh, Selection Monday. All right, Aaron Fitt of D1Baseball.com with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU has a remaining game out of conference against Utah as well, and the Utes have not had a great season. Their RPI is low. Uh, 
is it in BYU's best interest? I mean, obviously you want to win, but let, let's say that that game gets rained out like last time. Would that actually help BYU's RPI if they didn't play that game? Yeah, I think it would. I mean, Utah's 12 and 28, um, and 50% of the RPI formula is your opponent's overall record. So uh, even though you know the Utes are, are 142 in the RPI, that's not horrible. Uh, their overall record would, I think, really hurt BYU's RPI. So, yeah, I mean, it's a shame that the, the formula works like that, that you're almost rewarded for rainouts, you know. Um, I wish there was more of a, a kind of a grace period with the RPI. Uh, like maybe your, your bottom five opponents, they just don't count toward it because I think that can take a disproportionate toll on a team's resume when it really doesn't merit it. I, I'm much more interested in uh, the top end of your resume. How do you, you do against the good teams? Follow him at Aaron Fit on Twitter, D1Baseball.com. Great stuff, man. We'll look forward to uh, your new metric that will replace RPI. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Fit Palm, we'll call it. Yes, the Fit Palm. Great stuff. Thanks, Aaron. All right, guys. On the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, a new look food court, why that matters. And are we talking about practice, Jerem? Kind of. Not a game. This is BYU Sports Nation. Not a game. Not the game I love. Not the game I die for. Shout out to today's guest, Tyson Williams, new BYU running back from South Carolina out of the transfer portal. And Aaron Fitt of D1Baseball.com thinks BYU baseball is a lock for the tournament as long as they win their last two regular season series in the West Coast and finish atop the WCC. That's right. The show's on demand uh, via the podcast as well as BYU TV or BYU Radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Cougars have added grad transfer running back Tyson Williams from South Carolina. We talked to him on the show today. Williams played a season at North Carolina as well. Averaged 4.7 yards per carry in his three seasons played. Six total touchdowns. He'll have one season to play at BYU this year. Softball. Autumn Moffitt won her second West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week award. She posted a .60 ERA through 11.2 innings last week, 11 and two-thirds. However, softball lost 2-0 yesterday to number 25 Colorado State. BYU will try and get back on track against Utah State at Gale Miller Field tonight, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. You can watch on BYU TV and the digital platforms. Baseball. The Batcast lost at San Diego State 10-5 last night. Ryan Sapedi led the Cougars with a three-hit game. The Cougars' penultimate West Coast Conference Series overall and final home series is Thursday through Saturday against San Francisco, all on BYU TV or BYU TV Digital. Track and Field. Men's track and field ranked third, according to the USTFCCCA. This is the highest ranking since that specific poll began in 2008. Women's track and field currently ranked 12th. Volleyball. The men's team finishes 2019 ranked number 11 in the ABCA poll. Why is that significant? It's the Cougars' lowest ranking in the poll since 96 and fourth time outside the top 10 since the program became an NCAA-sanctioned program in 1990, which means next year is going to be awesome. And off the block has him at number one. Pretty wild. Golf. Rose Wong shot a 5 over 77 in the first round of her NCAA regional. She's currently tied for 64th place overall, tied for fourth in her specific region. Wong needs to place at least third in her region to advance on. She tees off today. Well, she teed off, I should say, about 35 minutes ago. Good luck, Rose. Cougars in the minors. Daniel Schneeman had a run, two hits, and an RBI, and a 9-1 win for the Class A Lake County Captains over the Beloit Snappers. Colton Mahoney pitched two innings with four strikeouts last night in a double-A Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp loss to the Mobile Bay Bears. And speaking of baseball, it's time for the Danny Ainge Blue Jays' youngest player to ever hit a home run record watch. 
Okay, Danny Ainge's record remains intact because Vlad Guerrero Jr. went 0 for 3 last night in an 8-0 loss to the Twins. 25 more days till the record is safe. Vlad Guerrero Jr., 5 for 33, hitting 152 as one RBI. He has really struggled. Uh, to say he's going to hit a homer might be a stretch right now, but uh, we'll see. Yikes. Danny Ainge, youngest Blue Jay to ever hit a homer. It, it, pretty wild. So after Danny Ainge's sophomore year, he played in the majors. After junior, played in the majors. Senior, played in the majors. Those are his three years. He hit two home runs his first season, didn't hit a home run after. Pretty insane. That's insane. Yeah. Incredible. That's wild. Can you imagine, like, TJ Haas playing on a Major League Baseball team right now? Danny Ainge <laughs> took BYU to their only Elite Eight, then played three seasons for the Toronto Blue Jays as no. the youngest Blue Jay to ever well, hit a home run. Yeah. Well, it was two... Two in school, and then he played his senior, right. and then he played his third year. This is crazy. In school, not after, in school. Yeah. Today's rise and shout outs. Probably should go to Danny Ainge, but for me, 17 years ago today, Allen Iverson playing for the Philadelphia 76ers underwent some scrutiny for missing a practice, Jerem, not a game, and gave us arguably the most quotable sports commentary of all time. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. Ah, yes. Love it. Allen Iverson, thank you for that 17 years ago. Mine goes to the BYU store in the Cougarit, also known as the Cougariot, because it looks like one word. Uh, Undergoing a facelift currently. Uh, Apparently we'll be ready for the fall. It looks really nice. Um, I'm yeah. excited to see the, uh, the the renovations. It looks great. Keep it up, BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Talking about BYU running backs at Crispy Nick on Twitter. Whoever stays healthy but with a first name that sounds a lot like Taysom and the last name of Williams, the karma may be favoring Tyson Williams hey, to be the leading go. rusher. Sergeant Dennis Pitta ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Alan Boardman. See you tonight at 8 Eastern as BYU softball hosts Utah State on the digital platforms of BYU TV. Go Cougs.